The tragedy of the passion narrative is exacerbated by one case of mistaken identity after another. Almost no one in the story recognized who Jesus really was. Pilate asked his prisoner if he was the king of the Jews, but for Pilate, that inquiry was not theological in nature, only political. Are you the king of the Jews, he asked, which is to say, do you dare rival the authority of Rome? Did you really believe that you could overthrow the powerful empire? To the Roman governor, Jesus was just another political prisoner, an insurrectionist whose rebellion had floundered even before it took off. With the help of the religious authorities, the crowd quickly began to see what Pilate saw. When the governor asked them which prisoner they wanted him to release, they chose Barabbas, another man who had been arrested for fomenting a rebellion. Unlike Jesus, however, Barabbas had at least managed to kill one or two Roman occupiers in the midst of his effort. Then what do you want me to do with the one you call the king of the Jews? Pilate asked. Crucify him. They replied, he is worthless to us. We'd be better off with someone like Barabbas at the helm. Clothing him in a royal purple robe and placing on his head a mock crown of thorns, the soldiers danced around their prisoner, pretending to salute him and calling out, Hey, King of the Jews. But this was no David against Goliath or Samson against the Philistines. If this prisoner was the mightiest warrior king that the Jewish people had to offer in their attempt to gain freedom from the empire, the soldiers had nothing to worry about. With a meek man standing in front of us, they knew that their spouses and children could all sleep a little better at night. Those who walked by when they saw the helpless, humiliated prisoner nailed to the cross, gasping for breath, they couldn't help but laugh at the outlandish claims that the firebrand rabbi had been making only a few days earlier. Destroy the temple and rebuild it in three days, they asked derisively. Why don't you start by saving yourself from that cross? In the same way, the chief priests and religious experts taunted him, saying, If you really are the Christ, the King of Israel, come down from there. Then we'll believe you. If only Jesus would just come down from the cross, then we'd believe him. If only Jesus would gather his loyal followers and lead them into battle against the empire, then we would follow him. If only Jesus would call upon God 
to rain down fire and brimstone in order to wipe out anyone and everyone whose particular brand of self-interested politics or narrow-minded religious views stood in our way, then we would hail him as our king. The problem for us is that because we know how the story will end, we think we have it all figured out, but we don't. We are no different from the crowd who turned against him. We are no better than the religious authorities or the Roman soldiers. We are no more enlightened than the passers-by or than Pilate. If it were up to us to identify Christ in our midst, we would make the wrong choice every time. The Christ we need is hanging shamefully on the cross, but we would rather look for a king whose triumph would magnify our own power instead of God's. We would choose the Christ who showed compassion towards sinners, not the one who elevated the law's demand, equating anger with murder and divorce with adultery. We would choose the Savior who welcomed outcast to his table, not the one who talked about separating wheat from weeds and sheep from goats. We would celebrate the Messiah who came to lift up the downtrodden and restore the fortunes of the poor, but not if that means pulling down people like you and me from our lofty seats or taking our wealth away from us. Thankfully, God didn't wait for us to get our act together before sending God's Son to die on our behalf. Jesus died not for the righteous, but for self-interested sinners like you and me. His death may have been a consequence of human sin, but it is also the means by which God has reconciled the whole world to God's self. That is why the centurion was able to look upon Jesus' death and discern within it the very essence of God's power. If we are going to recognize Jesus for who he really is, then we must learn to see what the centurion saw. We must behold God's power not in a king of our own making, but in the prisoner who yielded his life for the sake of humanity.